bonus episode. Ting, ting, ting. I don't know what that what that is, Doug. I but think that's an announcement. Oh, that's the announcement bell. Got it. What are we going to announce, though? Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel like if you're here to this episode, the bonus episode of Hot Marriage Clovarance, then you know the news. What news? <laughs> you're so funny. Uh, I cannot believe it. We are... Could you say that a little louder, please? Pregnant. That was really loud. I can't even believe it. I'm like a little, honestly, a little in denial because we have been trying for so long, literally 18 months. You were in denial for since we had a positive pregnancy test because we knew about this, what, about a week ago or two <sighs> weeks ago? No, I wasn't even due to get my period until yesterday. Okay, but you peed on some really cheap-ass 99-cent sticks. <laughs> I did. And you got a positive pregnancy, and you woke me up at 6 in the morning. This is true. And you took a video of me, and I was I didn't want to seem cold-hearted, but I had the worst headache in the world. And I was like, great, let's, let's just talk about this when I wake up later. And you announced that you were pregnant, couldn't fall back asleep. And then until we had our fertility appointment, which is we needed to go see a specialist, you didn't believe that we were pregnant until then. I really didn't believe it because A, those tests I got from Amazon and they're not even 99 cents. They're like 50 cents each. But B, I hadn't even missed my period yet. And C, the faint, the line wasn't really that bright. It was faint. But I mean, anybody who knows anything about pregnancy tests, it's usually a false negative. It's never a false positive. So if you get a positive, it's chances are you're pregnant. Pretty much. Yeah. No no matter how bright the line is. Yeah. So, but I think I, you know, obviously we have had losses before. And so I think I was just trying to guard my heart because I didn't want to get all excited about being pregnant and then just maybe lose it. Or maybe it's really not a real pregnancy. Cause I remember we had a chemical pregnancy before too. And so I don't like to take a pregnancy test until I've missed my period because sometimes it comes out positive and then, you know, your period is maybe a day or two late, but then you end up having it full blown and that's just a chemical pregnancy. And I'm like, I don't even really, I don't want to know if I have a chemical pregnancy cause that's just like torture to the heart, you know? Yeah. I, but even, um, even up until that, I forgot what I was going to say, but even up until that point, um, we had we had done so many different steps as far as just not being pregnant for so long and then changing diet, getting to the point where we needed to see a fertility specialist, uh, having someone on the podcast that talked about progesterone. It was like this whole little, we waited for so long and then all within the last two weeks, it was just this like fast track into finding out that we were pregnant. Yeah, it's insane. So I really have. I completely changed my diet. Um, and I'm definitely going to go more in depth on that on another podcast episode, uh, just in case anyone else is trying to conceive. But I did a lot of different things to try to get pregnant. And I think that probably the the best tips I have for someone who's trying to conceive is definitely change your diet, definitely work out, not like hardcore, but just a little bit of a sweat to get your body healthy and, you know, move in. Um, definitely I think positive affirmations, I would just, I would always envision myself pregnant and having a healthy pregnancy, carrying a baby till term, not just a positive pregnancy stick, but like actually being pregnant. 
Um, I don't know, things like that. I'll share a lot more about that in a future episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. But we came on here because we really wanted to share everything that happened. I know everybody on social media is like, tell us everything. (laughs) And it's just like way too much to try to caption on Instagram. So I was like, we're going to come right onto the podcast and share the whole entire day because one day we're going to have a little baby and it's going to be the story of how we found out about him or her. It's a he. We don't know if it's a boy or girl. It's probably a boy. So first things first, like Doug said, we, so we've been trying for 18 months. We've had two losses within those 18 months and that happened relatively quickly. And in the last like 10 months, like just no pregnancy, nothing. And we were like, what the heck is going on? So we scheduled a fertility appointment, which we probably should have done honestly like six months ago, but we didn't do it until September 5th was our actual day to meet with the fertility specialist and they couldn't fit us in until then. So we had waited like about a month to be able to see this fertility specialist and literally like a day or two before we go to see him, I get that faint <laughs> pink line on a stick and I was like, but I didn't, I knew we were meeting with the fertility specialist and I didn't want to just get my hopes up. So I was like, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait. Which we didn't talk about beforehand because when we went to the fertility specialist, one, I didn't know in the beginning that it was going to be like a two hour appointment. And number two, when we went in there, we were going through all the steps and they were doing the pee and then they were getting ready for blood work and he's t- taking our history and, you know, tell us about any, um, any illnesses in the family or any miscarriages in the family and then start to get to me. And then I was like, this is after like 45 minutes. And I was like, are we not going to tell this guy? And the guy goes, tell me what, <laughs> like, are we not mentioning the fact that we're pregnant like this? And he's like, what? Wait, oh, well, Okay, well, that changes everything. Yeah, but I was hoping, this is why I didn't say anything. So I was like, well, we're at a fertility specialist. Aren't they going to discover that I'm pregnant? Like, I don't want to be the silly girl that's like, oh, I think I'm pregnant, but I'm at a fertility specialist appointment. (laughs) I I still wanted to go because what if I, well, A, if I am pregnant, this was my my thinking was like, A, if I'm pregnant, I want them to follow it because I don't want to lose this pregnancy. Like, I want to know for sure that we can keep it. And, but B, like, I don't want to say, oh, I think I'm pregnant and then not be pregnant. I'd feel like a fool. So I was like, I hope that they just, I know what the P is in the cup is for. I know they're going to check to see if I'm pregnant. So I'm just hoping that their, you know, their nurse will do that. And then they'll be like, oh, surprise, you're pregnant. Yeah, which they did. Yeah, they did. But it took a little while. As soon as I told them, he was like, oh, yeah, we just got the message. You're definitely pregnant. And I was like, wow, this fertility specialist, they're really good. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. It was when he said, when the doctor looked at us and said, yes, you are pregnant. Oh my gosh. That was the validation you needed. Oh, I, I knew it. I knew you were pregnant. You really knew? I don't yeah. feel, this is the other thing is A, I wasn't due for my period until that same exact day. September 5th is the day that I was due for my period. And the same day I met with a doctor. Was that why you scheduled that day or no? No, I had no idea. That was just the first day they could get us in. And so I didn't even know way back when I scheduled it, I didn't even realize that was going to be the first day of my period. Right. But so anyways, I, these pregnancy tests, I were positive before I even missed my period. So there was just a lot of things lined up against this, like stacked up against me thinking that yes, for sure we're pregnant and I'm so excited. And I just was very, very cautious <laughs> to say the least. I remember when we had the chemical pregnancy, you had taken the test and it kind of showed up and then it didn't after I think you took like nine other pee sticks after that and it came up negative. And then when you called the midwife, she was like, oh, no, congrats, you're pregnant. If you get one positive stick, that means you're pregnant. 
and they're usually a hundred percent meaning that you're pregnant. Yeah. Like that you don't get false positives, but long story short, I honestly haven't felt tired. My, my breasts don't hurt. I'm not really like, I I've been crampy, which I don't think is necessarily normal in early pregnancy, but apparently it is. Um, it just hasn't been normal for me. Uh, I think each pregnancy is going to be different. Yeah, I guess obviously like I'm literally crampy right now as we're sitting here talking about this, but my, I'm not, that's weird. Yeah. But my boobs don't hurt. I'm not nauseous. I'm not tired. So I don't even really feel pregnant. So I, I guess I just really doubted being pregnant, but we are indeed pregnant. And we are, I'm just like praying, praying, praying that this baby will stick, 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 stay in there. That was the, that was the part for me was going to see the specialist and the fertility specialist and getting the confirmation there, I think was something that was, was needed for just positive, a positive pregnancy test from a doctor and them saying it was great. But also now they get a chance to kind of follow us from the earliest stage possible. Um, You know, being able to, say, okay, you are pregnant and it's very, very early on and they're taking all of our signs and background and everything. I think now it'll give us a good chance to keep it or at least if there's anything that we could do early enough to keep it. I think, right. you know, we're in a really good spot. I totally agree. And that's one of the things that they do is that they'll check your blood levels, so like your hormone levels to make sure that a, they're, they're rising, that this pregnancy is going to be viable, that it's sticking. God forbid your progesterone levels start to drop. Then, you know, they can give you supplements. So didn't you have a call today? Yeah. So this is what happens. So we go in and meet with a doctor and they, I want to give the whole story because this is so exciting. I haven't heard the blood work. Okay. I'll tell you in a second. So when we met with the doctor, Doug already told you they did like a background and whatnot. Then I sit on the table and do get an ultrasound and I see the little tiny sack and the doctor, Doug, you remember this? He like turned his ultrasound thing. He specifically said, I'm not saying this. Yeah. He specifically said that there, he said there's, looks like he goes, Ooh, looks like there's a little, uh, fluid building up in another area like so there was an amniotic sac clearly but then in the right back hand corner it seemed like there was some quote-unquote fluid <laughs> building up and i Jamie was like yells twins he's like i'm not saying that no 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 yeah. no no yeah he i was like well it could either be i'm like i guess it's fluid but it could also be another amniotic <laughs> sac or right and he was like well no 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 no, that's not likely yeah. definitely not highly likely at all that all jamie had to hear was was uh, twins. And then she didn't hear anything after that. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have twins. I'm not going to lie. But so anyways, so after the ultrasound appointment really confirms and solidifies that yes, indeed we're pregnant. We're probably like literally four weeks. Like we're so incredibly early. Um, because like I said, I didn't even, that was the first day of my missed period and I'm getting an ultrasound. So <laughs> it was like nothing to see. I'll show you the picture of it on, on Instagram. If you haven't already seen it, you can just go to my Instagram. It's at Jamie and Otis to see it. But anyways, it's like really not an awful lot to see, <laughs> but this is the good news. That's very, very exciting. So they said, okay, after this, we're going to, you know, we're going to take your blood and tomorrow we'll get the results back. We'll call you with the results and let you know if there's, you know, anything that you should be doing differently, you need, et cetera. So today I've been waiting like a mad woman next to my <laughs> phone, like 
usually I have it on silent, but I turned the the vibrator off and just the ringer on so that I wouldn't miss the phone call from the nurse. What do they what what results are they checking for? Like what are the what are the things that they're looking for? So the two biggest things that they're looking for is progesterone and HCG. So progesterone is the hormone that makes the uterus squishy. Yeah, it makes your uterus a comfortable home for a conceived egg. To implant and foster life. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you have to have progesterone for that. But HCG is the pregnancy hormone. So that hormone should rise continuously, like slowly, but continuously throughout your pregnancy so that it's like, you know, it's, it's, a uh, it's affirming that yes, you do have a viable pregnancy and it, it's growing and things are great. So that's what they, the two hormone levels that they're really, really looking at and paying attention to. And so when the nurse called me today which by the way, anybody at four weeks pregnant, like usually you don't even talk to a doctor until you're like six to eight weeks pregnant. So (laughs) it's just really nice to have someone on our side who's like kind of reassuring us, I guess at this point. So Mm -hmm. I'm really, really happy we did meet with a fertility specialist, even though they didn't have to help us get pregnant. I'm actually kind of happy about that too. Yeah. But they, they, uh, we didn't get any of these levels when we got pregnant with Jonathan or Henley, right? No, or like any this, other pregnancy, yeah. and usually you wouldn't, but unless you did like IVF or something, because gotcha. then they want to monitor it. But usually when you get pregnant spontaneously, you don't see a doctor until six to eight weeks or so, but because there's not even a heartbeat, you mm-hmm. know, until then. But anyways, so I, this is the most exciting part of like this whole entire conversation. Drum roll, please. <laughs> okay. I get the call from the nurse and so she said your progesterone level is 51 now a a normal progesterone level should be 5 to 10 at my stage that's really good it's really high so that's awesome because obviously I need it to be elevated but honestly it could have just been 5 there could have been 8 to 10 and that would have been great too but mine is 51 so it's like quite significantly elevated which is which is a good thing now do we should we continue with that like do you have to take progesterone too like can it hurt well the doctor did prescribe us progesterone just in case that was my issue and that's why I was miscarrying early uh, but it doesn't seem like that's my issue based on the fact that it's 51 I wonder if that goes down though well that's what we're going to monitor so on September 12th I'll go back there mm. and I'll get the blood work again and I'll also get another ultrasound um, and so the other the HCG my level was 1,441. Is that good? That's like so good because what I should be at is 50. 50 is like good if it was 300 is, you know, that's like the high end of good. So like if it was 50 to 100 or to 300, they would be like, oh, great. You're pregnant for sure. Not a big deal. So how is it so high? Like, is that bad? No, it's definitely not a bad thing. So either, so there's two options, Doug. You're going either, back to the twins thing. No, but listen, so it's either A, we're further along than we thought. And my, my last period was actually just like implantation bleeding or something, yeah. which I don't believe. I don't believe. think it's the case either. But, so then that means if it wasn't that, then we have twins. How, if it's that high, you mean right like so when you have twins your your hcg levels will be significant they will rise a lot faster because there's two babies inside you not one huh 
Yeah. So that's crazy. But again, the nurse was like, no, 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 that's not likely. Cause of course I, the first thing I said to her was, oh my gosh, do you think it could potentially, like we could potentially be having twins? She's like, oh no, 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 that's not likely. You know, spontaneous twins aren't common. I mean, twins nowadays are relatively common, but that's because of IVF. So they put like three to four eggs in Mm. two tend to stick or sometimes three stick or sometimes just one sticks. But spontaneous twins aren't nearly as common. So they're like, no, no, no. But twins do run in my family. Yeah, they do, actually. My, my mom had twins. My my mom's aunt, so my great aunt, had twins. My sister, Joanna, lost twins, unfortunately. And had twins? She no. No, she didn't, yeah. Oh. But she was pregnant with twins at one point. Huh. So this could very well be a twin <laughs> pregnancy. Um, and like I also am not going to go... I would be happy. I don't care if this baby <laughs> comes out with like... I don't care. I'm just so happy to be pregnant, but I would be ecstatic if it was twins. What did she say was the reason why it's so high? Well, like that doesn't sound like a normal number. Well, it's not. And that's why I'm obviously going back to get my blood drawn, but it's not a bad thing that it's high. It's either, it's honestly either a, I'm further along or B it's twins. Oh. And they think that there's, it's more likely that it's a, but with that but ultrasound they seen more in the ultrasound. Well, he did. Didn't he? He just didn't want to believe that it was another amniotic sac. Oh, maybe. And also, if it's uh, identical twins, they share the same amniotic sac. So you wouldn't know until we're further along. Because right now, the baby or babies is the size of a poppy seed. There's not a heartbeat. Well, there was two potential openings or fluid places, right? Right. But he really only believed that the one was. But I'm just going to put it out into the universe that maybe it's twins. I hope it's a boy and a girl. Wait, Doug, would you want twins though, honestly? Yeah, I would I wouldn't mind twins. I just want I just hope that there's a boy in there. You just want a boy so that I, I just want a boy. At this point, I don't care if it's two boys, two girls, one boy, one girl, I'll take anything. I know. I just know that if it's two girls, then we're gonna have to try again for a boy. I would not be sad about that either. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't be dominated by girls. Then then we'd have to get like a guy dog or something like that at some point. You're so funny. But anyways, so that was uh, kind of the long story of the short story. Right. (laughs) But I'm just so excited to share that with you listening and just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your love and your support and your encouragement and your prayers. I mean, keep thinking positive, positive twin thoughts. Keep thinking positive. No, thoughts. but in, in every serious note, there could be like, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just loving and supporting our little yes. family and just being there for us. I mean, you've literally been there for us through every high and every low and mm-hmm. it's literally palpable. Like I can feel, I can feel it. So I just really want you to know that we're genuinely so thankful. And for those of you out there who are still trying to conceive and going through that journey, which is oh my goodness, unless you've been through it, it's like just no one realizes the struggle. It's so isolating and lonely too because no one ever talks about it. So I just want you to know if you are on the trying to conceive boat, the struggle bus, right along with us, just know that there is going to be a happy ending. There's always a rainbow at the end of the storm. And sometimes it's not always what you anticipate. You know, there's, it could be adoption. It could be IVF. It could be a surprise pregnancy. It could be a lot of different things, but there is always a rainbow at the end of the storm. And I really genuinely believe that. And just if you believe that in your heart, that will happen for you as well. Or just give up 
and just say, you know what, forget it. We're not going to have kids because that's when people normally have kids when they stop trying. Yeah. But I hate it when people say, oh, stop trying so hard. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you No, no. what from, but from what we've learned about how stress affects the baby, how diet, how lifestyle, how all of that really affects the conceiving part. That's what I meant by that. No, it is true. It's kind of like the worst news you could ever hear that stress plays a role because how can you limit stress? But that's when it comes down to like your lifestyle and you can limit, limit stress. And I will talk more in depth with that or about that with you guys later. But the, another little update that I have is that today, I mean, I've had like a whirlwind <laughs> of two days because today I, you know, we had to rehome our dog Foxy because she has terrible food aggression. She's practically bit a couple kids and I mm-hmm. I mean I'll be the first to admit like I said before I was not a good dog mom to her because I coddled her and loved her and didn't really take training her seriously and now my daughter you know it's she's at an age where it's like not safe to have a dog who has food aggression with a toddler who runs around with food it's just yeah. not safe but um we searched and searched and searched for the right home before we did rehome her and long story short because I know that if you go back a couple episodes you can hear the whole story if you'd like but essentially the home we found said she was allergic to her and so she gave her to her sister who has three other dogs and not a huge yard and I was like oh boy I don't think this is that wasn't our plan for her it's not not what we imagined her going to no like I didn't want to be I mean it's bad enough that I have to rehome my dog but then to just not be in a home that I feel like is best for my dog. Like I just, I, she doesn't have a voice. I have to speak for her. I have to take care of her still. And so any case, I went today to pick her up, to take her to the vet appointment because I figured I would be happy to pay for her vet bills and take her to the vets. Were and they, um, were they hesitant to let you take her? No, they seemed okay to let me take her. You know, she was out walking her, um, and she let me take her and, you know, Foxy literally, literally just crawled right into my lap. Just like really? old times. Yeah. yeah. Lady. So Lady is our other dog. Lady and Foxy both had a vet appointment for their checkups. And just, do you think Lady remembered her? Oh, Lady definitely remembered her. They definitely remembered each other. Really? Lady was in her bag. She likes to be in a bag. And she was in her bag on the passenger seat. And then Foxy was sitting right on my lap. That's how we always would drive. <laughs> and it was just like instantly like old times. It was it was Sorry. so sweet. It how was, was she, so nice. How did Lady react? Lady never has really liked Foxy. And Foxy's never really liked Lady. So they... They really, they did exactly what they usually do. Just sniffed each other and that's it. And then ignored each other. And so when we got to the vet appointment, you know, I, it was nice because lady had to go get her nails clipped and things like that. So she was back there a wee bit longer and I was just able to hang out with Foxy and, you know, I could tell she's, she's happy. She smelled like she had a bath recently, which is probably more than she ever got here. (laughs) Did Foxy tell you that she was happy? No, but I could tell, and this is how I could tell Doug. So when we pulled back into her house when I was dropping her back off uh she jumped right out of my lap out into the yard and walked right to their front door like she knew that was her home and I was like I almost like cried because I was like I mean I was so it's like bittersweet tears because of course I'm happy she's happy there of course but I'm also like don't you miss me but like of course I that's so selfish of me that's nice that that makes me feel a lot better yeah she knew that was her home and she was real happy to go up to them and so then I mean, she's, she's more, probably more coddled there than she even was here because they're like, oh, it's getting cold. It's like 65 degrees out. They're like, oh, it's getting cold. We got to get a shirt on her. <laughs> and they ran inside and grabbed her a blanket as we finished like chit-chatting. I was That's like, funny. I wouldn't have put a blanket on her, but 
Yeah. Unhappy. Did you see her interact with the other dogs? That's the only thing is I haven't seen her interact. There's three other dogs yeah. there and I haven't seen her interact interact with them. But I literally watched her fall asleep in the man, her husband, the woman's Nancy and the husband's Bill. I literally watched her fall asleep in his arms because yeah. we were all just sitting there talking for a minute. You know, I was just because I did. I was very honest with them and said we that wasn't the kind of home we wanted for her. Right. But, you know, if she's happy, that's really all that matters. And I didn't mean it to be mean, but it's just that like, how. Well, they reassured us till they kept, they kept reassuring us after after I mentioned it um, the one time. Yeah. So anyways, I feel like that's a happy ending. And the, another great thing is they literally live 10 minutes away. So I just said, hey, you know, if you wouldn't mind, I would love to continue to stop by and and see her, you know, and, and they seem happy with it. And I said, if you ever need, you know, to, someone to watch her, we would be happy to watch her overnight. Um, and I also said if they ever can't afford vet bills or anything like that, like, you know, she's still, she's not my dog and I'm well aware of that, but she's still, I still love her and I won't abandon her or neglect her. And so if they can't afford something, you know, they are older and retired if she needs some sort of surgery or something, I don't know. I was like, please don't, don't do anything. Just call me. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we found Foxy with like, uh, three legs, broken leg. Yeah. She only had three legs and she got nursed right away back to health. Yeah. She's a good pup. And I just feel like, I don't know. She got up and ran to the house though, huh? Not like ran cause she's not a runner, but yeah. she, yeah, but she like walked, she, she knew right where her, near the front door was. It's like, she didn't stay around you though. Cause normally she'll like circle always to the right, like right back to you. And it no. sounds like she just went right to the house. She, well, she went right to the house and then, you know, when they came out, the lady grabbed her, Nancy grabbed her and held her. So it's not like she could circle around me, but it's not like she was, you know how sometimes she would like kind of like mm-hmm. inch her body, like worm her body away yeah. to try to get to me. No, she had like mm-hmm. no interest and she literally fell asleep and then, then the guy <laughs> grabs her and holds her and literally falls asleep in his arms. That's so nice. it was just, it was beautiful for me to see. So a whirlwind of a couple days, but, um, nice. yeah. But anyways, thank you for listening and for supporting us and loving us. And, ah, I just, I feel so blessed for all the things happening right now in life. And if you're in some sort of um, a storm of some sort. I just hope you know that it truly just will not last forever. So stay positive. And, you know, I am sending you tons of baby dust and lots of love your way. Send some HGC because you obviously have a lot. HCG. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Um, But anyways, we just wanted to record this really quick bonus episode. There's going to be no, I'm not editing it. There's going to be no show show notes or intros or outros or anything of that. Surprise. It's just a little bonus episode because I was like, I just have to tell you guys, you deserve it. You're such loyal, quote unquote, friends, as we like to call you, because you're definitely more than just a fan. You're definitely more like friends to us. And we just wanted to be able to tell you personally that we are pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. The past couple of people that we've met out and about, um, Everybody sort of says this thing. Oh, I feel like we feel like we know you guys. Yeah, and we love it's it. True. Oh, we love meeting you guys out. If you ever see us out, please don't be shy to stop by and say hello to <laughs> us because we love meeting you in person. Yeah. The one girl was like, "Oh, I saw that you were potty training Henley," and we had Henley literally in the trunk of our car on a on a portable potty seat. Yeah, it was awesome though because it it feels like I I don't know it's really cool when I meet with you guys because it feels like we really <laughs> are friends and I just love it. So my new hashtag I don't know if anyone's noticed but on Instagram I'll hashtag best friends like <laughs> like F R A N S because. You know, it's like we're best friends. Those things seem to always happen when we go to Seaside. Oh, yeah. When we go to Seaside Heights, the beach, mm-hmm. the Jersey Shill. Yeah. 
or like Disney. We see people at Disney or amusement parks. Yeah. But anyways, we are done. I could ramble on forever. I'm so excited. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh, Douglas. Yes. Please send over what you're, you feel like we should name the baby. Yeah. <laughs> We and have a long time to think about that. We don't even know if it's one or two. And if anybody knows anything about the HGC levels. HCG does. HCG levels and what that means. Well, Douglas, I'm a nurse and I'm pretty sure I told you 10 times what you're that means. You're jaded. I think you're, you're cloud, your mind is cloudy. My mind is a little cloudy and I am a little hesitant to be so excited because I just mm-hmm. don't want to lose this. But I, yeah. what makes me feel a little bit more confident in being excited early on is that we are seeing a fertility specialist. So at least they can monitor our levels and you know, if it's going to, if we're going to lose the baby, then we're going to unfortunately, but I'm not even put that in the universe. We are not losing Mm -hmm. this baby. I have a good feeling that we're going to be delivering this baby. I just don't even know the due date yet. I asked the nurse today, I said, what is the due date then? And she (laughs) said, it's so early. She's not sure if it's, you know, because of the HCG levels really kind of threw us off. Mm -hmm. But anyways, Oh, pardon me. So anyways, we are, I'm not editing that out. Usually I would edit that burp right out, but I'm not editing it out. <laughs> editing it. Edit it, edit it, edit it. Yeah. We are going to now go spend our Friday night on the couch, relaxing, celebrating yes, this finally. little baby or two babies. <laughs> Could be. Oh my gosh. I'd be so excited. We love you guys. Thank you so much for all the love and support. And we will of course keep you updated here on the podcast. Stay tuned. But also like through Instagram and Facebook and all the things. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.